Hello and welcome to The Sanctuary, a safe space to speak from the heart. I'm your host, Israel, and my guest today is someone I've been dying, dying, dying to talk to because um, their work is inspirational. Like, it just looks so good. And my guest today is NVIDIA Obscura. Did I get that right? Oh, you got that okay, perfect. Cool. Let's start with that. What does it even mean and how did you choose that name? I'm a big fan of the Latin language, and uh, it happens to mean envy image or envy capture, and I just thought that that was really fun, so something to make your friends envious. <laughs> and yeah, how did you, you know, start with photos? Uh, I just kind of started when I was uh, a little kid. Someone that was a family friend used to give me some broken cameras and I used to bring them everywhere I went and kind of captured all of these images that were never actually captured. Oh, that's what and, I was asking because uh, you said they are broken. They were broken. Okay. And so it, uh, it just spent a lot of time with that. And uh, I loved using my parents' video camera on various things, uh, but nothing kind of made me as happy as just taking those single images. Mm -hmm. uh, and how long did you have those cameras for and when did you get your own camera? Ooh, I had those broken cameras probably until I was about 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And then it was actually probably about a year later when I was 14 that I saved up enough to just get a, a really, really cheap digital camera. Mm -hmm. uh, and what did you shoot with that really, really cheap digital camera? I used to just wrangle my friends together to take photos of them. Uh, it started with just kind of like the nerdy friends I had in high school used to like just put up with me taking their photos, even though those were just kind of silly. Uh, and then it ended up being um, like musical groups at my school would ask me to do photos or I started to get to know people that as we grew up more, they got more into hair or makeup or into fashion and they just kind of wanted a way to get that out there. And it gave me a lot of practice too. Mm. Uh, and I guess, is that, what, what did you want to be growing up? Let me start with that. I mean, I've never, uh, the only thing that I've ever come back to is taking photos and taking video. I've wanted to be everything from the prime minister prime to <laughs> a... I, I love politics and I always thought it'd be really fun to get into, but it's too soul shattering. I couldn't do it anymore. Why? I why, wanted why, why? to be. Let's pause with that though. Like, is it soul shattering? <laughs> what did you find out? How? It's just, I don't think that there's a whole lot of ways to be a good person and accomplish things without just kind of ending up having to agree on a lot of shady business. You know what I mean? As good as you want to be, you still have to compromise with the shady people. <laughs> so do, do you think, I guess, that uh, to achieve something in, uh, especially in politics, you have to uh, let go of some of your values? Yes, and there are certain values that I think would be most pressured to be kind of put to the wayside that I personally would not be okay with mm -hmm. doing. Okay, so Prime Minister, what else? Uh, I thought being a lawyer would be fun. Uh, 
but again, same thing. Sometimes you'd have to work with people like, oh, I totally know this person's guilty, but I got to make it seem like they're not. <laughs> and that would be really difficult, too, because I'm a truth type of person. Well, you work with the, the other people, right? The prosecutors, right? And then, you know. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of good ways to do that. I also thought it would be fun to be a, uh, a dermatologist. Skin? I know all yeah a skin doctor and all of these things are very different than the other things mm. but I always come back to the arts as what makes me actually happy so did you like study uh art at all like after high school did you go into say NASCAR or some art program in DAL or something I really wish that I could have done something like that for sure. Um, no, I wasn't able to do that. But once I got to my mid-20s, I did go back to school at uh, a local place to do television production. Oh, wait, you never mentioned you wanted to do TV, though. Uh, yeah, I really like writing a lot, and I used to write scripts for things, again, from the time that I was pretty young. I think my first full movie script i'm talking like full full movie script i was about 12 when i wrote that and that was, was just about? like me and my free time do you remember what it was about <laughs> i i do remember what it was about and it's strangely accurate um i wrote a movie about these kids living in a country that was ruled by this tyrant who was a, a former media spectacle who happened in this case to be MC Hammer. And there would be like specific times of the day where you would be forced to do hammer time was what it was called. And you would just hear break it down and everybody would have to do like the <laughs> hammer crab walk. <laughs> so it was a full movie about that and kids trying to escape to a different country because they want to build a better life for themselves and they get like this orphaned child whose parents were forced to hammer time until death <laughs> they, they took him along with them <laughs> and then when they got to the other country spoiler alert it was run by a different tyrant from pop culture i can't remember who so what did you call it I don't think I ever actually had a name for how it. Do you Most guys of the things I never like, had names yeah, for. Yeah, but how do you do that? Because, like, I talked to someone recently, and they are working on a book, and the book doesn't have a title. Like, I can't write something if I don't have a title. Hell, I didn't start this show until I had a title. <laughs> like, how do you do that? I, I need to have the title. The title is, like, my <laughs> North Star, or, you know, like... I'm like, once I have the title, then I... Okay, yeah, then, then we're in business, right? But like uh, you, like I know a couple of people. They're like, you know, I just write it, and then it, I'll find the title. I'll be like, my brain will explode. Like I cannot do anything <laughs> until I have a title. Like we have to have a title. Then we are, you know, off to the races. But anyway, anyway. So, so I, honestly, for me, it's just because the title is the hardest part. Maybe the title comes from a line in what you're writing. Oh. I feel like the title is the most pressure personally. Oh, I think, you know, with my titles, I steal them from songs. <laughs> That's what I do with my, my photo captions. It's generally just a line from a yeah, song. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, okay, so um, then you did this television program. How was that experience? 
Um, for me personally, it wasn't so great for a couple of different reasons I'd rather not get into. Mm -hmm. And I definitely was having mental health issues at the time. And I definitely wasn't my best friend at that point. Mm -hmm. But the people that I met were really super incredible. The opportunities that I was able to take in were absolutely outstanding. And it made me realize how truly passionate I am about lighting. I never really thought about that before. Um, and I took photos of people. I didn't have spaces or any ability to do anything good. So I would get like a floodlight from Canadian Tire that cost maybe like $9. And that would be a light that I would use or it would be the sunshine or it would be nothing. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time where I got to experiment and be taught what lighting actually mm -hmm. is. And that just changed everything mm -hmm. for me personally. That was when I I knew for sure that visual arts was what I wanted. Mm. And you know, it's it's uh, funny you should mention lighting because that's one of the things that stands. I mean, the, the models you take photos of, like, you know, make the photos, but- They're stunning, yeah. yeah. But the, the lighting, you know, carves them out. There's this contrast and you play with colors too. What, how do you decide what to shoot when, you know, so I'm like, hello, NVIDIA, I saw your photos, take a photo of me. What happens from then? I ask people if there's any type of style or genre that they find interesting or have wanted to try or they see themselves in. Um, I like it if people are interested in trying things that they've always wanted to, but haven't maybe haven't felt confident enough to do so or haven't seen themselves in that, but they do find it interesting mm -hmm. just because generally those are the times where people are like, oh, wow, I really am super hot. I don't know why I was so concerned. <laughs> and that is really super nice. Mm -hmm. um, but then maybe somebody tells me what type of clothing they primarily like colors that they wear or styles that they have. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry, my dog. And then uh will maybe make a mood board for people show them what's up mm -hmm. or they can just we can decide to wing it i'm really lucky that a lot of people have just told me that they're fine with me just doing whatever i think would work best mm -hmm. so people will bring outfits uh accessories and then i'll just kind of run an idea by them and set it up i just have a room full of props and different fabrics and all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. and then with the lighting oh i'm so sorry uh, uh then when it comes to lighting it really uh it depends on the scene but i also like to ask a person what type of colors they like mm -hmm. and uh, i'm really lucky my partner gave me a set of three soft boxes and a bunch of really great equipment to go with that mm -hmm. so it's been really easy to experiment with things and even just buying like cheap ring lights can do a lot for a person you can change the colors it's pretty great mm -hmm. uh it's uh just a lot of trial and error and experimentation and patience. Patience, yeah, patience. I like that one too. But like you mentioned three soft boxes on my head just went, how big is your studio? Uh, it is the size of a small bedroom. It's a pretty tight space. How do you fix three? Well, I guess it's the size of the soft box, right? 
it they're they're pretty little i'm sure that if like a professional came into my space they would probably laugh me out of my own house i don't think so i think you're a professional because like you know when people are like oh amateur professional um like do you get paid for your work yeah yes. so you're a professional that is it like <laughs> if if really that's it like you know when uh like say boxers when you're going to the olympics they're like an amateur boxer because then you're not getting paid for the work but now once they go and sign a contract and then they get to pay to box they're professional so if you do something whatever that thing is and you're getting paid for it you're a professional I, I that's that's just that's just how it is so you come like oh this person is gonna come laugh me off plus your image is like the they are stunning they're stunning and they speak for themselves so do you remember like okay thank you yeah you're welcome so do you remember um <laughs> you you finished this television thing do you like start working right away in television no no i uh just through i guess the experiences that i had uh i realized that television production maybe wasn't for me but i knew that there were ways that i could do something for myself that made me happy but made others happy but i wasn't entirely sure what that would mm -hmm. be and then i got uh, a message from a really lovely friend who was about to put out an album and they said that they were looking for some pictures and uh I had just happened to have gotten a, my first paper backdrop at that time. So I was like, okay, that would be really super fun. And we what had a great it? time. It was just a black backdrop. Started simple and basic. And again, even lights with that, it was next to nothing. The things that I had were very little things. Mm -hmm. So again, much patience was given to me in that time. And they were stunning. They brought incredible outfits and they did incredible makeup on themselves and they had props. It was really fun and really easy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that just made me think, okay, well, I can do that in this space. I have a spare bedroom in here. Why don't I just set up something for funsies? Mm -hmm. And then that that's pretty much it. And then like, was it, friends did you get people paying right away uh yeah i originally just started by asking people to come and let me take their photo uh it could be people that and most of it was people that i had been i'll say friends with on things like instagram but i've never actually met in person though we did have very similar friends friend groups mm -hmm. And sometimes it was just people that started following the photo account that I just like randomly made one day. Uh, I would see people follow and I would just take a look to see who it is and be like, oh, they look really interesting. Maybe I'll just like reach out to them. And it's a lot of just reaching out to strangers. And I am incredibly grateful for like the opportunity, time and vulnerability of people to just come into a space with a person they don't know <laughs> and bear this part of their soul to me just for experimentation and fun that is outrageous mm, mm, yeah uh and and uh but how do they feel when they get the photos though how do they feel when they get mm -hmm. the photos i <laughs> i really love watching people go through uh, photos as we're taking pictures because I like to show people multiple times through the process to just show them what things are looking like to see if there's anything they want to change mm -hmm. or how they feel about how they mm -hmm. look and 
most people scream really loud <laughs> and that is so cool yeah. and i it's the imposter syndrome in me that is like even in that moment in that room i'm just like they can't be talking about something that i did <laughs> even though i literally just did that yeah. thing but uh, it makes me feel like a million dollars to be able to make somebody's day even a little bit happier, mm. but to make somebody that happy, it's the best ever. That's great. Um, that's great. And you mentioned Instagram. Um, like, how? what made you decide to put the photos up? And um, how do you handle all the, the many followers you have? And talk about Shadow Bunny. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just started the Instagram because I wanted a place to put my photos that wasn't just annoying my friends on my personal account because I could feel that it was getting to that point. It's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> we get it. You're taking pictures. So I put them on there and... I'm not entirely sure how people started following. I would assume it would be people that I took photos of and then they share, oh, and Video Obscura just did these photos of me. And people come in through that, which is incredible. I used to tag photos a lot, but uh, that would bring in quite a bit, quite a bit of people. And I would say that that was a big help as well. But with issues like shadow banning, I'm scared to tag pretty much anything that I put out there because even just from putting no tags on things, I am getting reported or having things taken down just automatically, especially from the terms of service update that I'm sure a lot of us know about that happened in September. So I've just been shadow banned since then. So it's like a 20th of the amount of outreach that uh, I used to get people when they try to search for my account, sometimes aren't even shown that my account account exists. So it's really hard to continue outreach on the platform that really does make it easiest, but is now making it impossible. So a perfect example is I recently posted a photo of a really beautiful person. It's a black and white image. It's completely black all around, but you can just see her face and she has a black ball gag in her mouth. And that was tagged as nudity and taken down. And where if they put something that explicitly told me no ball gags, I would be okay with that because at least they're telling that to me. But it's the issue of that it's being tagged as nudity and being taken down when there is absolutely no nudity whatsoever. It's just, it's, is so outrageously frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I can't even imagine that. And then, um, and you know, initially, you know, months back, it was this whole nipple thing, uh, and yes. it's like, okay, I don't get it. But like, heaven forbid. Then now, <laughs> I mean, that example is just jarring. Cause I, I think I remember that photo. Cause now you had to put like a little heart on the on the ball gag. I did. It was a heart ball gag, so I put a heart emoji on it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So you um, have this magazine coming out called Kink. Do you want to tell me a little bit more I about do. that? Yeah. Um, so it's actually through the incredible woman who was with the ball gag. She introduced me to another incredible human who uh, 
also happens to be part of the kink, local kink community, which is something that I've always been really curious about, but I, I'm not a very outgoing person, so I just stay in my house all the time. Me and you both. So, <laughs> it's the only cool way to be. You know, but, but like, you know what? Before you go on, um, uh, I, you know, I want to talk about COVID later, but this is a good time to jump on the COVID thing. Like, did you find out that when the lockdown started, people were like freaking out and you're like, what is going on? Like, what are they talking about? This is my everyday. It's like you have to stay inside and you can't go to work. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I listened to so many records. I watched every movie yeah. in existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, the lady with the ball got introduced you to the this person, and then, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they were letting me know that they happened to be able to have access to some pretty cool kink equipment, and there was a small group of ladies that were wanting to be photographed as it was, but they knew that. Photographing kink stuff was something that had interested me. It, it wasn't something that I had ample experience with up until that time. And that was kind of my first experience of real kink photography because these were very experienced individuals. And it was like watching performances happen and just being able to be a fly on the wall that happened to have a camera. It was a really interesting experience. And the photos are... They're so incredibly passionate and powerful, but they're also minimalistic because kink is a very minimal thing in the grand scheme of things. And these women and individuals are just absolutely stunning and their faces are so inquisitive and interesting. And I am incredibly grateful that they let me put a magazine like this together and put it out there of these beautiful tender moments i just it was really great mm. and so it's, it's like a paper thing it's like oh is it digital uh it's a paper magazine but I, i'm considering making a digital copy just because that would make it even more accessible to folks and then maybe i could even make it have more pages than the uh, magazine was able to have and how many pages does it have to you I want to say it has something like 24 pages. Oh, wow. It's uh it's quite a big magazine, so it's 8 by 8.5 by 11 inches. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful. It's the prints in the magazine look nicer than the photo prints that I've been getting <laughs> and I want to figure out <laughs> how to get these people to do my printing. Yeah. So, one thing you did is something that I, I really it's something I need to think of or try when I want to do something like this. It's like you had pre-orders made. Why did you use that approach uh, to the printing of kink? <laughs> to be honest with you, because I am pretty broke, so I just couldn't afford to get a bulk number by myself. Mm -hmm. So it was just I looked up how much it would cost, how much the shipping would be. I worked it out for how much it could or should be. And uh, just went that way. And then it's it's easier to know because, honestly, I pro probably would have gotten maybe 10 printed out at the maximum. But I definitely needed way more than mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So um, and now 
Uh, I think I saw a post that the orders have been made and they are coming in. How will will they be sent directly to the people, or like how how is the magazine getting to the people that order? Anybody that's ordered that's out of the HRM, ha I, I will mail things to them. But uh, all of the magazines are coming to me, and then I'm packing some little goodies in with them, goodies. and okay. I'm going to package I them like up goodies. myself. Yeah, <laughs> I like goodies. Who doesn't like right, goodies? Right, right, Ciara um, told us all about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, actually, wasn't that her first single? I think. I'm pretty sure it was, and that song rocked my world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the, it still does. What was that DJ's name? She had, like, there was a DJ something in that song. Anyway, yeah, yeah, she did yeah. mention goodies. <laughs> Um, so why did you decide to title it kink, right? Because even though um, you were shooting these people with the kink gear in the kink surrounding, you could have called it any, like, you like Latin, you could have called it something Latin-y or something. I mean, that's totally true. Uh, to be honest with you, because I would like to put out a little series, um, kink is the black and white pictures. I would like to put out kink too, which is the color photos, because I have a lot of really interesting colored kink photos that I think would be really fun in a different kind of way. They aren't as minimalistic. They're pretty bold. But uh, just starting with just kink. I don't know. It, again, that's the pressure of coming up with a name. I did sit there for a while and try and think of other things, but it's it just, let's just call it what it is. Right, right. <laughs> Let the people know. <laughs> uh, was it like a day shoot or did you shoot it over time? Yeah, it was like, oof. I want to say it was between five to seven hours. It was like we did a lot of photos. We stopped and they made dinner and it was super scrumptious. And I always wish I could remember what they made because it was so delicious. <laughs> It was the first time I ever tried tofu, and that was really fun. And That's then, uh, yeah, we, we went. The way that they made it, because I also assumed it wasn't for me for my entire life. <laughs> and then they were like, let's just try it. And it melted in my mouth. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, what is this? <laughs> anyway, so then, yeah. so after that, we went down and did just a, a couple more things. And uh, it was a full day. A full day of stuff. It was like a work day. Have you shot them before the King series or? Only one of the people that was at this particular shoot, I had done pictures of another time. Mm. And I've only, I had only done maybe three or four kink photo sessions at all up until that mm. point. And then everything changed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everything changed. Uh, do you do self-portraits? I do, because there's a lot of times when I want to practice with lighting that I, uh, I'm i the only one around. Because I don't always sleep all that well, so sometimes it'll be 3 a.m. and I'll think of something and be like, hmm, maybe I'll go try that out. So there are some of me peppered in throughout the NVIDIA account. It's just anybody's guess as to who. <laughs> so, um, you know, 
one thing I liked about the sanctuary was that, I mean, so I've had people reach out to come on the blackout and they might have two lives say like one day a banker and then one day like maybe have an only fans and they'd be like yeah you know I, i'll be okay to talk about this but like you can't see me i'm like well we're in a fucking studio right um so that is not possible so <laughs> once i figured you know the sanctuary out and how i'll do it i'll be like all those people that want to come on they can come on now and and like you know having you here and i'm talking to this pretty photo of you on the side <laughs> um it's, it's like how like you have all this pre-work right um are you ever gonna get to a point where you're like this is me and this is my work or it's always gonna be that's my work and you know i'll just let it speak for itself and people i work with might know who i am and that's it that is a very good question um i'm more inclined for the second option just because i feel like if i was to come forward and say this is who i am this is my work um people who want to know information about me that maybe I don't want them to have information about me would have that. Um, I unfortunately do get some pretty creepy messages in my inbox. That's what I was going to ask later. I so am. thanks for bringing it up. I was going to ask that later, but You're yeah, welcome. I can't imagine that, you know, you have all these stunning photos. There are just some idiots out there that would send those kind of messages. So yeah, I'm not surprised at all. The amount of entitlement that just comes from, oh, you take pictures of very pretty femme individuals. So not only do I have things to say about that, I have things to say about who you are. I'm trying to figure out who you are. And uh, that all makes me very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I legitimately just enjoy making people feel powerful or seeing themselves how I see them and how they don't often look at themselves. That's the most important thing to me. Mm. And who is doing that? It literally does not matter. Mm. 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 Okay. Okay. So, 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 so. <laughs> I sense disagreement. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's like, um, I guess personally, um, but then, okay, I don't shoot photos like those type of photos that are on, on the on the page and on your website but i guess it's like you've over the years you've you know since you got those broken cameras every time you push the shutter led you to be able to create all these awesome things you are creating right so it's not like you started creating last year or you know whenever you started shooting your friend everything you've done led you to this place so it's like huh you know i'm here now but also your reason makes sense because yeah the internet is a very ugly place it's super ugly i unfortunately i unfortunately get a lot of just horrific messages and people talking to me and treating me in awful ways just in general in public in life anyways so to add the thing that makes me most passionate to that i don't 
have much patience for mm, that. Mm, mm. Completely, completely understand. So let's let me add one last thing before I jump off this line of questions. You bring out King, King blows up even bigger than you thought. Uh, and then what, you know, how soon are you going to bring out King 2? Or like, have you started uh, to, working on it? To be it honest, yeah, I have started working on it. So I've really been noticing two color themes that I use a lot is either blue or red. Yep. If I'm not using black and white, it really tends to angle more towards those. Uh, and lately I've been working with a lot of, I mean, pinks and purples is what I've been working with a lot as well. So how I have Kink 2, which is a a much thicker book. It, it'll be like a photo book as opposed to a photo magazine. Mm -hmm. So one side of the book will start with blue. The other side of the book will start with red and they will meet in the middle mm. with the purples and pinks. Oh, okay. 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 Um, so with the books, is it just photos? Do you have any writings in them? To be honest, oh my goodness, I'm saying that way too much. Uh, I've been thinking a lot. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about adding writings in, um, especially when it comes to the kink magazines. The biggest regret that I've thought about after the order had already went in is I wish I had a page where maybe I had like a smaller picture, but writing rules of consent and aftercare for kink because those are things that are so super important and i don't want people to just look at these and objectively be like okay this is all you do it's just what it is i want people to think about the trust and compassion that also goes into kink it's not just the violent thing that you see i mean you know just and i'm not experienced or whatever but just from reading um you can tell that it's not just kink like i think the more dangerous something is the more the communication involved with the people is i just think that's Absolutely. well i just think that's how it should be um yeah i do as well i i do, i just worry about i know my experience unfortunately has been similar to other people's experience where maybe you've been with a person in the past who will say that they're a safe person or they will put out there that you have an opportunity to say no and then still push past your boundaries or not listen to you when you are communicating that something's not okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and honestly, consent to me is super important in all aspects of life, uh, not just when it comes to sexual opportunities. Mm -hmm. So just reminding people that consent and the care afterwards that's needed. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, no, great. Kinky, uh, it's to to some people it's just something they put on and take off, and then to some people it's just like that's who they are, and absolutely, uh, you know. And I think one thing I've learned, and this one is from my grandma, is like accept people as they are, and just you know let them be who they are. And I, 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 I think it just makes life a lot easier when this is who this person is, and you meet them where they are life just feels easy and i'm like super lazy so i try to set up my life in the easiest form possible yes. <laughs> okay okay um yeah oh man i have so many questions so do you do any like you know you had your uh, parents video camera 
do you do any video thing <laughs> is that something you're thinking because every time you're talking of like this king thing i'm thinking like well because i because i and i'm cheating kind of because like i work in video so I'm like you should kind of document like you know so you you get the kink book and then you get like a three minute kink film or something i don't know whatever like is that something you do because you know you did do video before you kind of really focused on photos now yeah i i would love to do things like that i've been setting up my studio room a bit differently lately because i have a couple of different uh little recordable cameras that i could kind of put at various parts in the room it would be fun to even do time lapses of how things mm -hmm. go um i would love the thing that i've wanted to do the most in my life is make music videos because i grew up absolutely obsessed with music videos um so that is something i would really like to what do what are some music videos uh, you loved? I, oh my goodness how does a person even begin um whew. there were probably ones that were more inappropriate for me to have found spectacular uh I mean, Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue is like sci-fi realness, but also like every future queer femmes fantasy. And I just think that that video was really inspirational to me as a child and like what visuals I think are really interesting. Um, jeepers. You know, Spice Girls. Yeah. You know what I'm asking? <laughs> because um, the other day, I don't know what I was doing. And then I don't know if you know this director, David Lynch, do you know him or heard of him? I sure exactly. do. Exactly. Then I found out David Lynch <laughs> made one of my best Michael Jackson songs. And that is, uh, who is it? Do you know this song? I sure the do. The video is stunning. And then I found out like David Lynch made it. And then, you know, so I was watching this video over and over. And then I went down these rabbit holes of videos that made me want to make videos so now that i kind of make music videos is like holy shit i'm kind of leaving this dream i had as a kid but that video yeah. is stunning another video that comes to mind is madonna's i can't remember the title of Honestly, this song all but... of madonna's video yeah yeah but <laughs> but is this one where yeah. um like she's dancing with this people and then like they're on chairs and she's in all black and it's it actually looks like a king video um oh i can see the one you're talking about in my yeah, head like, and cannot for the life of me think of it i'm <laughs> or something i can't remember the song do you know the song i'm trying to but like yeah yeah anyway anyway it's dope it's so good so yeah when you mentioned music yeah. videos i was like hmm yeah yeah I mean, when I was a kid, there were ones like um, Rock DJ by Robbie Williams. So he just kind of, there's a bunch of women kind of roller skating in a circle. And he comes out of this platform in the middle and they couldn't give a shit that he even exists. <laughs> and then he like starts taking off his clothes seductively. They also don't care. He takes off all of his clothes. They still don't care. <laughs> then he starts ripping his skin off. And then they start to get interested and then he starts ripping off his muscles and throwing <laughs> it to them and they're like biting on them seductively. I think that really warped who I became as a person. <laughs> um, uh, there's, a, there's another video I like 
ah god it's by d is by dj that makes all these silly videos but the video is literally these guys dancing in front of a cinema do you know and then so they just play this song and then they just dancing it's it's oh anyway oh oh do you mean fat boy yes, slim fat boy slim's song and then they are yeah. dancing in front of yeah, the cinema yeah praise that you one. absolutely but do you know yeah. the other fat boy slim song i like i call it push the tempo but it's hey mama that's the actual title of the song it's incredible and yeah. then the video is when you listen to this thing you just lose your mind i love mm -hmm. it anyway anyway i'm just going down this rabbit hole that i went down so so yeah <laughs> music videos are something you're considering yeah i would love to do that uh for lots of different things and it would be fun to do a music video with a band but i think it'd be even more fun to do a concept video that doesn't necessarily have to do with the band but it's just like really fun visuals mm -hmm. or, or a really fun visual story for their song um and i i I would really love to do something like that for sure. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, like there was a, there's a band in the city. I think it's called old blood. They have this song that I, I love old blood or the old blood. I don't know, but old blood. Anyway, they have this song and I really wanted to make a video of it. And then the pandemic happened. So they, they just ended up doing like a zoom video for this oh, song. Yeah. And I'm still going to reach out to them to like, mm -hmm. it's called In the Dead of the Night or something. It's like, it's, and, and the song is really good, but the title is really awesome. Anyway, anyway, so it's kind of like, mm -hmm. oh man, why did you make a Zoom? I can see it happening. Yeah, why did you make a Zoom video for the thing? I mean, it was okay. Uh, talking of, <laughs> talking of the pandemic, like, did you do any shooting, uh, you know, once they started opening things up after the shutdown? Or did you just shut down till recently? Um, yeah, so I shut down, um, obviously stopped taking photos in March, but I went through a very significant personal loss that came very unexpectedly um, as things started to open back mm -hmm. up. And I found that incredibly hard to process. So it definitely took me until later in July or the start of August to... Uh, to get back to that i think it may have actually been well into august by the time i was able to like become a person enough oh okay yeah uh you know sorry for your loss uh whatever that loss might have been um so uh, i have so many questions but i'm just gonna round it up um what are some things that you're looking forward to making that is not kink too uh, I am working on uh, an astrology series because it's something that I find super interesting. So I am working on that and have a, a super fun Aries photo shoot planned for the next couple of weeks to do in Aries season. So I feel like we'll just get the full essence of the fire and the rage. Oh. So I'm really excited about that. Um, there's a couple of things that I've been curious to work on myself that are still what I would consider to be secret projects until I get a couple photo shoots deep in yeah, that. But um, let's just say they're pop culture based okay. photo shoots. Okay. Okay. So um, everything is photo based. That's great. Um, I guess my last one. That I know. Of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, I'll make this on my last question. You know, now you're doing kind of what you feel 
designed, you know, called or pulled to do. Um, do you get days where you don't even want to shoot something? And if you do get those days, how do you push through? I never get days where I don't want to shoot something because I always have a lot of ideas, but I do have a lot of days where I really question my self-worth and if I'm wasting people's time, which is a super unfortunate answer to that. Uh, I just, there are days where it's really hard to reckon with self-worth and I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful for the times that uh, maybe a person was coming to take photos, but I am deep in the shame spiral, shall we say, and not able to kind of, I, I want to be able to give a personal full experience. And I, if it's a day where I know I can't push through that, uh, people have been really nice and being very understanding and rebooking and being incredibly kind. And I am very happy for the people that do come into my studio space because they've all been very like-minded individuals, or even if they're not like-minded individuals, they're just very compassionate people. Mm -hmm. So um, I, like I said, I never don't want to shoot something, but maybe some days I will not feel like I'm up to snuff mm -hmm. to do that for people. Okay. Okay. That's great. Well, I, I don't want to end it with that one. I'm going to, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not, hey, that's that's not why I don't want to end it with that That's not the reason why. No, no, no. Uh, no, that's not why, really. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I want to end it with this one, though. I, I, what, what, your question actually, you know, triggered something in my mind. Um, and it's kind of two-faced. Uh, so one is basically, you know, what are things you do to... Uh, I guess, for your mental health. And then the second is, why are pronouns important to you? Uh, yeah, my uh, the things that I do to try and help my mental health, um, being with my partner is a really big help. Uh, they really make me laugh a lot and put me at ease. And that's the only person in my life that can get me to that level of ease. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a couple of close pals that I will talk to just about random silly things. Mm -hmm. I will smoke a lot of weed and watch like through a whole series I've watched before. Um, just different things like that. I've worked really hard on going to therapy and challenging my own behaviors through DBT therapy. So unlearning things like borderline personality disorder, which is excruciatingly hard, mm -hmm. but also the most worth it work I've ever done for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, pronouns are important to me. Um, my stepmom, who's a trans woman, uh, who was the person that I lost last year, unfortunately, she was... I would say the guiding light in my life at, through any point where I didn't know who I was. And um, she was the one that let me know that it's okay to be who I am unapologetically. And it doesn't matter if I'm weird because there's going to be other weird people that I'm going to get along with that are going to make being weird feel okay. And she was definitely one of those for me. And she made me realize that I've never felt 
feminine, fully feminine. I've never felt fully masculine. I've even feel like I don't fall in between those things. It's just like <laughs> gender ambiguity. And uh, she let me know that it's okay to live in that space and not feel like I need to figure anything out beyond that. So when people properly uh, use my pronouns, it like it makes me feel like I'm so excited that I'm electricity. Mm. When people will just use my pronouns without me having to prompt them, it makes my heart feel the fullest it could ever feel. Mm. And it makes me really sad when people refuse to see me as those things. And there are unfortunately people that are really close to me that don't see me for those pronouns. And I really wish that they would at least try. Mm. Yeah. Um, what, you know, when you were talking earlier, answering the previous question, it led me to recall a conversation I had with someone. It's like, it isn't taking anything out of you to just just say it right or or, or mm -hmm. like it, it isn't it's not painful <laughs> it's not painful even just to acknowledge it as a thing like it, it's fine if that's not for you but just to acknowledge it as a thing because everybody deserves validation and i hate that people won't give people validation because that somehow makes them feel invalidated for something that it's like it doesn't matter what a person's pronouns are it's not like oh that non-binary person's like too feminine for me to call them they them they're not like they don't owe you anything i don't owe you to be androgynous and still go as they them sometimes i want to wear a really pretty dress and makeup sometimes i want to wear an oversized starter jacket and camo pants like it's like it's not a big deal mm -hmm. and it just it means so much to people and it's so little effort to even just believe it as a thing mm. 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 oh wow um i totally i think i'm gonna order a copy of king for myself just to check it out but uh, but i'm also you see i'm one of those people that I'm more digital than, you know, there are some people that are like, I just love the smell of books. I don't get it. Like, I just want to see it on my screen because then I can move it around. I can, you know, check it out on my pace. But like, also, I'm more my computer than like, li I, I love to read a book lying down. So if I'm spending more time mm -hmm. on my computer, I can get to see the, you know, the digital version. So I'm just slightly suggesting you should consider making a digital version too i now get both i'm gonna do it just oh for man you. you're the sweetest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much nvidia this is great thank you for creating keep creating and like you know what i can't wait to see more of what you're gonna come up with Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on. And I'm a big fan of your work. And I'm legitimately honored that you would have me on today. So thank you so much. 